here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. It's the Friday News Roundup, and to ease Yins into the weekend, a three-day weekend for our team, the crew and I are talking about the start of some of our favorite springtime eating opportunities. It's Friday, February 17th. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. everyone. I'm with CityCast producer Elizabeth Kama and newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hi. So glad you're back. I know. Yeah, we're so happy to have you and happy to be in the pod studio today. Yeah, this office. is my first time in the studio with Yens. I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Um, and we'll be joined later by uh, producer Mallory Falk. Um, she's helping the Philly squad virtually for a few more weeks. Um, but I have a feeling that one of today's topics might be near and dear to her heart, stomach, both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, we are surprising her. So yeah, stay, it'll be fun. <laughs> stay with us for that. Um, so to kick us off, food, uh, we're going to start with a rebirth, if you will. Elizabeth, tell us about your upcoming parade plans. So I'm excited about the Lunar New Year Parade in Squirrel Hill next weekend. Um, I was really surprised when you mentioned this, actually. I would have thought that we'd already missed it since the start of the season was January 22nd. Yeah, so that's not the case, uh, surprisingly, this year. It's on Saturday the 25th. Um, but cool. since you mentioned it, did either of you celebrate Lunar New Year when it was like actually happening? Uh, and related to that, did you eat anything particularly yummy? Uh, the year of the rabbit. I <laughs> ate some noodles for longevity, as they say, but you really don't need to give me another excuse to chow on some noodles. <laughs> I didn't eat anything special. Um, I did put my copper coins and my mystic knots by the mm, door, but oh, honestly, cool. they kind of live there all year round. I just clean them up around Lunar New Year. Elizabeth, what about you? Okay, so I did not celebrate traditionally um, during the time, but I did eat my favorite Lunar New Year fair recently and my Ooh. general favorite food ever, which is dumplings. Um, Ooh, nice quality. Yeah, Good yeah. choice. Yeah. Can never go wrong with a dumpling. Um, what kind do you like? What's your favorite? I love soup dumplings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because like it's like two meals in one. It's like just a little pouch of coziness. Yeah. Mm, sounds so good. <laughs> and the fact that they're like, they look like little pouches, like money pouches are actually why they're um, a Lunar New Year food. They're supposed to represent like fortune and prosperity. And so if you eat them in Lunar New Year, you're supposed to like, you know, maybe a little investment for your future. I love the manifestation there. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> yes. An edible manifestation. Uh, what are your other favorites, Elizabeth? Okay, so I, I love pot stickers. Um, I'm generally a big fan of everyday noodles. I don't know if you guys... Um, mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Not a huge noodle person, um, but... But soup dumplings are their specialty, so you're yeah, set there. Yeah, um, You know, you mentioned everyday noodles. Uh, I just because we're journalists, I can't help myself. Um, there was an amazing story about uh, just the craftsmanship that goes into what they do to make those hand-pulled noodles. Mm. Um, it's a Taiwanese specialty, which is really interesting. Um, but I would be really curious to see like how that's changed because the chef there, Mike Chen, um, was having a lot of trouble recruiting people because it is such like a really like highly technical skill to do it. 
from Taiwan because he was using that H-1B visa program that everything got twisted up in um, during the Trump administration. Clearly, they figured that out. I remember that was, gosh, like 2018 or something. Um, And they're celebrating their 10th birthday this year. Wow. Um, So I assume that he's gotten something figured out. But still, like, uh, how incredible is that? That it's like, you know, this also like larger global immigration story on top of like just some really delicious grub. That's so interesting. Um, But what about y'all? What are your recommendations outside of everyday noodles? Francesca, you start. I feel like you always have great, great choices. Oh, yes. Um, Well, I'm a big fan of Yuzu Kitchen in downtown. It's on Wood Street. Very close to where we are now. I love their spicy peanut noodles and their vegan ramen. Um, But really, like any of their noodle options are really delicious. Um, And then also Smiling Banana Leaf in Highland Park. Uh, That's a Thai place. Such good pad thai, mm. a lot of other good noodle curry options. Um, that's just speaking to noodles, though. <laughs> Our noodle head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. also noodle head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shady side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I want to shout out uh, Chengdu Cormet, of course. Um, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. There's the original Squirrel Hill location, and then there's also the one on McKnight Road now um, in Ross. And then I just tried Parlor Dim Sum in Lawrenceville. It is phenomenal. Ooh, really? I haven't been there it's yet. It's amazing. The flavors were phenomenal. All right. Next CityCast dinner outing. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, you know, dinner. My favorite part of dinner is dessert. Uh, (laughs) Maybe that's sacrilegious. Um, My go-to is fried sesame balls. Um, Mm. I don't know if either of you have had them, um, but they're basically like sweet bean paste. Uh, I love it when it's red bean inside of like a fried glutinous rice ball covered in sesame seeds. Um, They're around all year long in uh, Chinese and um, other Asian restaurants, uh, but they take on a special meaning around like the Lunar New Year time. Um, they're round shaped and their color, like the golden color are lucky. And the fact that dough balls kind of like grow in size is a metaphor for like, you know, something small growing into something larger. Uh, and so eating them is supposed to, you know, like bring luck and also like maybe bring a little bit of uh, money growth. That that these sound incredible. I can't believe I haven't had them. Um, but are there any good places around where we can get them? Oh, I love the ones at Jimmy Wan's in Fox Chapel. My sister and I would always split an order, um, and there's like three, and we would argue about who would get the third, and, <laughs> would, and then it usually would end up being my dad. Um, that but, seems fair, really. As yeah. a parent myself. <laughs> yes. Um, there are a bunch of other treats that we, you know, really didn't have the time to talk to. One thing I just wanted to mention um, is that we primarily talked about Chinese American treats because. They were like what I could find via my Google sleuthing um, as available in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, more, much more widely available here. Yeah, yeah. So if there are um, sweets that we didn't mention or just foods that we didn't mention um, from the Lunar New Year that you have been able to find in Pittsburgh, please sh- send us a DM, send us an email. We're at Pittsburgh at citycast.fm. Uh, or if you're heading to that parade on next next Saturday, uh, make sure you let us know. Uh, either tag us or send us a DM. We'd love to feature you know what you're doing out in the city. Yeah, yeah. love to see it. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now 
to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. So looking to spring, we are smack dab in the middle of punchki season. I hope I got that right. Uh, that's the <laughs> round Polish pastry that's like a donut filled with cream or jelly. And Pittsburgh is crazy about these things. Have you guys had them? No, I don't like jelly filled things. So I've kind of avoided it. But I do <laughs> love like the seasonality of it. They're all over like Giant Eagle, for example. I took a picture yeah. last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no to my shame. I have pure of punchki and, um, you know, given that it's in the Lent season, I am not pure of sin. But you know what? That's my confession. Lent is, is a week away. You got time. Yeah. <laughs> Francesca, educate us. Yeah. So, well, it's been a while for me. So I think I'm going to order some this weekend from Party Cake Shop in Brookline. Yeah, I've heard about them. They're really cool. Yeah, they're like one of the most famous places to get punchki in Pittsburgh. Uh, they've been dishing out these traditional treats for about 60 years. Oof. Yeah. yeah. And Morgan got to talk to them. Um, I think it was uh, our producer Mallory's suggestion. It's super cool. How would you describe punchki to someone who's never had one or never seen one before? Like if they bit into it, what would they get? So the the actual transit translation from Polish is a little package. And so that's pretty much what it is, although ours, ours are kind of bigger packages. <laughs> they are a heavier donut dough, too. It's almost more like a brioche. And then they are filled to the brim with whatever type of filling um, people can think of. We tend to stick to more of the traditional filling flavors, but really you could fill a punchki with anything. What are the traditional flavors? So we have various buttercream flavors, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and then we have a lot of um, fruit fillings like raspberry, apricot, um, lemon. We also have a custard filling. We also make punchki for the Polish deli in the Strip District, and they use a rosehip filling, which is the traditional Polish filling. But like I said, you there's tons of things that you could fill it with. I believe historically, um, you know, hundreds of years ago, they filled them with meat. They filled them and used them up, you know, whatever things they had before the Lent season started, that's what they filled the punchki with. And then over time, it got to be more of a sweet dessert. So that was Morgan talking to Michelle Zabrowski. She's the current owner um, of Party Cake Shop. My mouth is just watering thinking about all these flavors, though. In a bit of my research, I learned that punchki are more than just like a jelly donut. They're a lot more rich, thick and Ooh. like a brioche and they're f actually fried longer thick with two c's yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so michelle mentioned it a little bit in that clip but uh punchki's roots are tied to the lenten season 
Well, their roots actually go back to the Middle Ages. That's when, you know, pagan and Christian customs merged. Mm. Christians served them on Shrove Tuesday, otherwise known as Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras. Uh, This is the day before Lenten fasting starts on Ash Wednesday. And back in the medieval times, fasting was really strict. So punchki was a way for families to use up all of their like sugar, butter, lard, and eggs. How do other people places feel about punch geeks i'd never heard of them until i moved to pittsburgh but it seems like people here like really really love them look forward to the season all year long yeah it's it's definitely a regional thing they're super popular in the midwest where a lot Mm. of polish people settled in the late 19th and early 20th centuries like pittsburgh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we know it um and in recent years party cake said that they sold around like 400 dozen punchki just on Fat Tuesday. Not the wow. whole season, just Fat Tuesday. So where else can we get them? Of course, Party Cake is amazing. But if you're not convenient to the South Hills, um, you know, where else can we go? Well, you can hit up some of the old school bakeries like Bethel Bakery and Bethel Park. Um, they have all of the traditional flavors, but some of the more unique ones I saw was a Buckeye Punchki and Ooh. a Cookies and Cream filled one. And then, of course, there's Potomac Bakery in Dormont or Mount Lebanon, and they always have a good selection. Mm. And Prandtl's Bakery, too. They have locations in Shadyside, Squirrel Hill, Northside, and even out in Greensburg and North Huntington, if you're out those ways. Punchki for everyone. Yes. And, of course, S&D Polish Deli in the Strip District has them. They've got some special flavors, too, like Rosehip and Plum Butter. Those sound amazing. Yeah. And for this last part, uh, we're bringing in a ringer. Um, So Elizabeth and Francesca are in on this. Um, Friends, listeners, country people, uh, we're going to let you in on a little real-time surprise. Our regular producer, Mallory, is, as we said, helping out Philly for a few weeks. um, But she has a bone to pick with Pittsburgh. (laughs) Like me, she lived in the South for a while, um, and she knows what a good Mardi Gras celebration should look like. She doesn't think that Pittsburgh knows how to throw down. Do we, though? (laughs) valid question yeah let's not get it twisted i mean pittsburgh is not new orleans uh but there is good stuff to be had um so listeners i'm extra (laughs) af today uh truly (laughs) we're about to bring mallory into our studio uh i'll let her describe it for you when she gets in here um but we're gonna try to get all of that on tape so stand by should i open my eyes yes <laughs> Valerie, what do you see right now? <laughs> this is so absurd. <laughs> so our studio has been decorated to look like a Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> Everyone has on feather masks, and there are Mardi Gras-themed streamers, yellow, purple, and green, and a table full of Mardi Gras beads. And I was handed a purple feather boa. <laughs> to stroke while my eyes were closed. <laughs> this is really amazing. It's This is as close as I felt to Mardi Gras since I left New Orleans. Aww. This is all our lead producer, Megan Harris, is doing. It was her surprise idea. And I'm just really excited to experience this with all of you. I have to say, I'm a little... There's a to-go cup on the table here, but I don't think we're going to be drinking on the job, but maybe I'm wrong. 
still got to work after this. <laughs> if our if our mix sounds a little sloppy, you'll know why. <laughs> it's a hurricane. It's a lot of rum and fruit in a glass. So short pours for everyone. <laughs> oh, the, that wasn't a joke. This no. is a real hurricane. Yeah, this is sanctioned by the city of New Orleans recipe. What? <laughs> gonna cry this is what i've been wishing for since 2016 you're so happy it's so cute i know i love it amazing cheers lazy bonton everybody Ooh. yeah she's strong Ooh. what do you think it's a dreary gray day in pittsburgh day drinking always feels good (laughs) yeah i wouldn't want to do this with anybody else (laughs) (laughs) so I know Mallory has, obviously, uh, been to Mardi Gras. Francesca, uh, Elizabeth, have either of you? No, I've been to New Orleans, but not during Mardi Gras season. I've never been to, like, any celebrations. Unfortunately, I've never even been to New Orleans and no Mardi Gras celebrations, Mm. except my, like, five years of French class. (laughs) But I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of fun stuff happening this weekend. Um, Blend Bar and David Off Cigars are hosting this swanky party downtown. Um, that's Saturday with catered food, cigars, obviously, um, and a ton of signature cocktails, including the Hurricane. Sazerac is really my preference. They're going to have that one, too, um, but I didn't feel up to that challenge. What about the Hand Grenade, the other famous bourbon street Look, drink? I have one of those at home, and do you see my fishbowl on the table? Filled <laughs> <laughs> with beans. <laughs> I started to pour your Hurricane in that. I'm like, I don't know if this is appropriate for workplaces. If I, if I had known this was happening, I do have a light up to go mug that was uh, one of my most prized catches from a Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> You're seeing among some of my better beads. I brought some better beads for you today. Um, so on Fat Tuesday, that's on Saturday. On Fat Tuesday, there's a bunch of fun stuff. Um, there's a pancake breakfast if you'd rather start Ooh. with some carbs instead of some booze. That's a pretty traditional thing. Right. Um, that's at Calvary Methodist on the north side. Um, so the Weston Hotel always has this huge costume gala. I hear it's a really like a proper spectacle. Um, they have roaming jugglers, stilt walkers, magicians, all kinds of stuff. But my personal favorite is the Allegheny Elks Lodge on Cedar Avenue. It's just mm. like a down home affair, which again feels right for Cajun country. Um, their party starts at 7 p.m. Um, they have live music and fantastic food. I spoke to one of their chefs. Um, he's been like in charge of the menu for a long, long time there. Um, he said you can this year grits jambalaya beignets and maybe shrimp po boys he said it depends on the catch that day they never <laughs> promise it oh, where are they not getting on the, the catch? golf coast anymore <laughs> where are they getting that catch though <laughs> uh, <Hala> shrimp yeah <laughs> his name is frank ranza um he said that they actually took a trip as a group a few years ago down to new orleans to see if their food like lives up to you know what it's supposed to represent and he was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. to find that they've been doing it right all these years so you can definitely check that out um and drink at the Elks Lodge are also like super cheap always. Mm, so. Good vibes. Um, so there's a bunch more. We'll have a full list in our newsletter and the show notes. I don't know. Mallory, what do you think? Are you convinced? <sighs> well, you know, usually I try to just ever since I've left New Orleans, I've just been in denial and trying to pretend Mardi Gras doesn't exist. And on Fat Tuesday, I play some Professor Longhair in my house and throw <laughs> beads at my partner. And that's about <laughs> it because I refuse to celebrate it anywhere else. Aww. But I, maybe this year is the year to try. You're celebrating with us right you, now. You've maybe convinced yep. me. Yeah. 
great times. Um, and last thing, uh, if you are craving gumbo any time of the year, I want to shout out Cafe on the Corner. Um, they're a wonderful black-owned business in the north side. Their pipes burst when we had that bad cold snap not too long oh, ago. Yeah. Um, so they're still working on getting everything uh, fixed and ready, but um, definitely check them out uh, when you can because the gumbo is top-notch. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. I hope you love food because we have some exciting news. We're going to have a food series starting next Thursday. So for the next several weeks, we'll have a bunch of different topics. And if there's anything you want to know about our food scene, we hope you'll get in touch with us. Slide in those DMs or email us at pittsburgh at citycast.fm. Our team this week includes Morgan Moody, Mallory Falk, Elizabeth Kama, Francesca DeBecco, and me, Megan Harris. Music is by Benji. Don't forget, we're off on Monday for President's Day. So if you, like us, have a three-day weekend, definitely check out that newsletter for a bunch of ideas on how to soak up the city. All right, we'll be back on Tuesday with more news from around the city. We'll see you then. If you want to start your day like I did carpet loading, you can have a corn dog at 6 a.m., which is <laughs> how I started my first Mardi Gras in New Orleans.